You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, today we continue our Whisper series as we've been talking all about discerning the will of God and hearing the voice of God. But before we get to that, first, let me invite those who are in the Nashville area to join us for our prayer and worship night tonight, Sunday, October 17th, 6 p.m. at the Listening Room Cafe. Now, this is one of our rhythms as a church. You know that we meet on the first and third Sundays at the Listening Room Cafe, and on the second and fourth Sundays, those kick off House Church Week. So tonight is our prayer and worship night. This happens every third Sunday of the month. It's one of my favorite things that we do because... It's all about being in God's presence and tuning our hearts to hear his voice. I believe that when we worship, the atmosphere shifts and our spirits are in a place of pouring out and ministering to God as well as receiving and being ministered to. So don't miss it. We're going to be live streaming it only on Facebook as well for those who can't make it. And on these prayer and worship Sundays, we still want to provide a short message to give us something to lean into as a church. And so today's devotional is part three of the Whisper series. You know, many of my conversations as a pastor have to do with calling, purpose, and making sure that you're following the will of God for your life. When you're living in the will of God for the glory of God, Uh, This is when everything in life just clicks and makes sense. But you can't know the will of God without hearing his voice. You know, last week we talked how God speaks through scripture and through silence. And today I want to talk about three D's, desires, doors, and dreams. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Music has always been a desire of my heart. I started playing piano at 11, writing songs at 13. I started my first boy band at 15, don't laugh. I knew I wanted to play music for a living. It was my life. And so right after graduating college, I tried out for American Idol and I ended up getting pretty far. Now, it didn't work out with the show, but American Idol fueled an obsession in me to just make it in music. And so Sarah and I, in 2005, we moved down to Nashville and I started touring with my rock band, The Season. Now, God gave me a passion for music, but at this stage in my life, as a 20-something rock star wannabe, my desire was to play music and be famous. See, I wasn't delighting in the Lord. That's when you're seeking first His kingdom. At this stage, I was seeking my kingdom. I loved music, but God had to redirect and reorient that desire to be one that lined up with His heart. Desires have to come with the right motivation. So in 2009, I quit the band as I felt the Lord stirring up this longing to lead worship once again. And it's wild. In that first month, I had four Christian record labels that wanted to work with me to do a worship album. Never in the four years of touring with my rock band did we have a label come to us with an official offer of a record deal. And it was like God was saying, now that my desires are your desires, let's do some work together. What is a desire that you have that glorifies God and satisfies you? What is he stirring within your soul that brings you to life? What is he birthing in you that reflects his heart? You know, when I laid down the band, I started leading worship again. And all of a sudden, I felt this peace in my spirit. 
I had a hunger for purpose that I had lost when I was simply chasing my own fame. See, God gives us desires in our heart so that we discover what we're called to. What are you passionate about? Now, it has to pass through the filter of being in His will and for His glory. You can't just be passionate about getting rich and famous so that you can have fast cars and big houses and all the money in the world. I'm not sure that really lines up with a holy hunger, right? But God has placed desires within you that He wants you to achieve more than you want to. And this is one way that He speaks to us. After all, it's in the Westminster Shorter Catechism that we read, it's man's chief end to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Enjoy Him. You know, for years, the church at large, especially in the Middle Ages, taught that anything you enjoy or find delight or pleasure in probably falls into this sin category. Yeah, we couldn't be further from the truth. Now, there are sinful desires in our flesh nature uh, that come with our human condition, and those self-serving, self-seeking desires need to be put on the altar. Now, this is how we're transformed from glory to glory, as Paul wrote. We take on more of the Christ nature and less of our flesh nature. But listen, God is the author of true pleasure. Psalm 1611 says, there is endless joy in your presence and pleasures forevermore at your right hand. So do what you love and love what you do as long as it's for him. God's not gonna call you to something that will make you miserable every day of your life. Yes, you'll have to carry your cross, but God will also grant you the desires of your heart as you delight in him. See, back to my story, once I delighted in the Lord and cared more about missing His will for my life than missing my 15 minutes of fame, well, that's when all the music and songwriting in my life started to make a difference. And I found myself surrounded by opportunities. And that leads me to the next way that God will often speak, doors. Uh, Revelation 3, 7 says, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Yes, God opens doors, and that's often the focus of our prayers, but let me tell you, he also shuts doors for us. And this is a good thing. Hey, if I left my front door of my house open all night, there's no telling who or what could come in and do our family harm. You see, shut doors protect us, redirect us, and they keep us from accepting anything less than God's best for us. Sometimes what we see as a closed door, as a major disappointment, that's just a temporary closed door for something better later on. You know, about a decade ago, I heard a pastor preach a message with a stoplight on stage. And he said, these three lights on a stoplight represent how God will often speak through doors in our lives. The green light is a go, as in the door is open, take this moment. The red light is a no, as in this door is shut and it's for a good reason, a God reason. But then there's that yellow light and it means, whoa, proceed with caution. See, God has a 30,000 foot view of our lives. He can see what we cannot. I believe one day, uh, from eternity, we're going to look back and see all of the ways that God was, God was actually guarding our lives by closing certain doors, doors and opportunities that we are so desperately wanting, but God knows 
they're not gonna benefit us. Now let me talk a little bit about open doors or moments where it seems like everything we want is right there for the taking. You know, open doors can sometimes be confused with distractions. And we have to have the spiritual maturity to ask ourselves in those situations, is this a blessing from God or a distraction from the enemy? So I want to give you just a few key ways that you can discern if it's an open door that God wants you to walk through or a distraction to avoid. Number one, go where you have peace. Like I said earlier, I love music and that's what God has placed in my heart. During that time where I was stepping into leading worship once again and laying down my rock band, I got an interesting phone call from a national television show that wanted to feature our band. They promised us success and fame. This was a household name show. And it seemed like everything I had been chasing in music was right here for the taking, but something wasn't quite right. I couldn't sleep easy as I prayed through this opportunity. I, I never felt peace about it. So I turned it down. Listen, I would rather have the peace of God in my life and be a struggling artist than have all the worldly success, but no peace. So go where you have peace. Another way of discerning about open and shut doors is through wise counsel. If you have an open door that you can't decide whether it's an opportunity or a distraction, bounce it off some godly people in your life. Who are the voices of wisdom that you can go to with life's big questions? God will often speak through wise counsel. Proverbs 19, 20 says, get all the advice and instruction you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life. You don't have to discern God's voice all by yourself. That's usually how you wind up lost. And then there's a third way of discerning doors. And this is what Mark Batterson calls in his book, Released From and Called To. I love this. It's a test. He shares the story of Peter Marshall, a Scottish immigrant, who became Senate chaplain and pastor of the famous New York Avenue Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C. It's been called the Church of Presidents. In 1936, uh, he was first approached by the church to become their pastor, but he didn't quite feel like he was ready for the giant task. He said he needed more life experience under his belt. Now, it took a lot of humility to turn down this amazing offer, but he hadn't felt released from his current role of being the pastor at another church. He was drawn to the opportunity with New York Avenue. He felt called to it, but he wasn't released from where he was at. Now, a year later, the committee of New York Ave still hadn't found their pastor. And at that time, Marshall did feel both released from and called to. Listen, if you don't know what God is calling you to do next, just keep doing what he told you to do last. God speaks through desires doors. I don't want to close today with a third way, dreams. Now, wouldn't it make sense that God would speak to us while we're sleeping, uh, when we're completely unable to avoid his voice? God speaks through dreams because let's be honest, uh, you can't turn away from God in your sleep. Acts 2.17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. This is actually a retelling of the prophet Joel in the Old Testament where we read the exact same words in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. This is something to catch. It's both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And ever since I can remember, this has been an active prayer of mine. 
I pray every night that God would give me prophetic dreams and speak to me while I sleep. And oftentimes he does. You know, back in 2009, I was traveling, leading worship. I just quit the band and I had a day job here in Nashville to make ends meet. And while I was out leading worship at a camp in Virginia, I came back to find my job had been given away and I had a mortgage payment coming up in a week. I wasn't sure how it was gonna get paid. So I prayed and I asked God, give me some direction. I had a dream that night that I was leading worship at a church in central Virginia that I hadn't been to in a long time. And in my dream, I was leading the song, Salvation is Here by Hillsong United. I woke up out of that dream to a phone call from a pastor at that church asking if I could come to lead worship that weekend. And they said they would take up a love offering for me. Do you think I took that gig? Of course I did. And the wild thing is that their love offering was almost to the dollar my mortgage payment. And the most surreal thing was when I got to lead the song that I was actually leading in my dreams in real life. It was a moment where God gave me direction through a dream. You know, the Bible, there are so many moments where God speaks through dreams to Jacob, Joseph, Daniel, many others all throughout scripture. And he gives interpretations of dreams. Then you also have daydreams and visions, God ideas that are at work within us. Every business starts as a dream. Every church starts as a dream. God gives us dreams to accomplish his purposes here on earth. But here's the big takeaway on why God gives us dreams and visions. Your dreams aren't just for you. They're for so much more. You see, we often think about here and now, but God wants to give you a bigger perspective so that you think about nations and generations. Your dream might not come to fruition the way you think it should, and it might take longer than you expect it to. And I recently heard an amazing story about a young missionary couple in the early 1900s. They felt called to reach the continent of Africa. They arrived on a boat and held meetings but no one showed up. They tried starting a church, but no one showed up. They tried different missions and no one showed up. They never seemed to have any success. Year after year, they would report back to their sending organization with no great statistics or conversion stories to tell of. For years, the only one who came to any of their meetings was a little African boy who followed them around carrying their suitcases. And finally, after years, the missionary couple was called to come back home and reorganize for a different mission. The only one who came to see them off at the dock that day was this little boy. Let me tell you, the boy was named Nicholas Bengu, who later became known as the Black Billy Graham of Africa. He was one of the strongest Christian influences in Africa, according to Time Magazine. He led more people than can be counted to follow Christ and he preached to millions, an epic ministry. Now, I don't think the couple whose names never even made the history books saw their dream as a success, but what they didn't know was that their dream would be fulfilled. Getting a little choked up. Their dream would be fulfilled and a young boy who followed them around, God will give you dreams. He'll open up and close doors and he'll grant you the desires of your heart as you delight in him. Let's pray. 
Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.